0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: One, two, three, four. Good morning and welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast with the Oyster Boys, I'm national recruiting analyst group second alongside 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting. Andrew Ivins and I'm back Drew you you had a guest yesterday Brandon Huffman national recruiting analyst he's been on the road you've been on the road I've been on the road it's busy time of year we're in June we got the dead period I think already already started or starts here soon I'm I'm not even sure I'm out of whack man so
2: you definitely know it started because everyone wants their commits graded So they can see where they sit in the team rankings uh, before they all go on vacation. So I I think we are definitely in the dead period. Can confirm.
1: You you had a stat on the rundown here. It says since Friday, 197 verbal commitments and counting, 92 of them Power 5 commitments. So if you're, you're trying to get a feel on how busy this time of year is in college football recruiting, that should give you. A little bit of a nugget there, Drew. A lot of commitments happening over well, the weekend.
2: Actually, that number is now, as of this recording, 232 FBS commitments, 114 at the Power Five level.
1: So, when you are going through the process of counting these, is it just like one by one? Is there <laughs> is there a way that you can I'm do not, it that's I'm more not, efficient?
2: I'm not giving out the state secrets, uh, because I'm sure that'll be a, a fun, a fun data point someone else can uh you know steal for social media no there's a there's a way to count pretty fast it's about to uh, say
1: it sounds like you got an algorithm you, I got an code somewhere
2: there there is a code that uh i got to give bud elliott a shout out for um but it's it, it takes a while to find the code because i think every june i do this and uh spend about five minutes trying to find that uh that specific code but no it's it's a crazy amount of volume i mean i i said it with Huffman on. Was that tuesday's podcast like and and then i was talking with the college staffer yesterday i I had a lot of people send me that that tweet i put out and and basically what they said is yeah every coach is sitting there saying commit now or you don't have a spot Uh, i'm going on vacation right and i I think some staffs are you know twisting the arms a little bit more um and and hey maybe maybe my tweet like just pour gasoline on the fire on the fire right I wonder if that got sent to certain individuals and in text messages.
1: You talked to some coaches about strategy going into the fall and you see a lot of these classes, Stanford being one of them, which you and Huffman kind of touched on yesterday. But a lot of these classes are starting to fill up like they're, they're more than two thirds done.
2: Well, I know we're going like way off the wall here. Um when I was talking to Adam Rowe, who, who runs our Duke site, he said that Duke, which has the number 25 ranked recruiting class with 20 guys in the boat, they're done. Done.
1: That happened in a flash because I, I had to do the ACC grades progress report like, what, two or three weeks ago? Yeah. And they had five guys committed. I remember, I think I gave them a B plus, a B or a B plus at the time. Now they have. 15 more players in the boat already over that two to three week span.
2: It's just interesting to see the different, I guess, strategies, right? Like, so they're done. Um, Now you got to play some defense, but you trust your evaluations. And I don't think you're turning the page to 2025. Maybe you are. But if you're not scrambling in November and December, you know what that allows you to do? It allows you to start scouting that transfer portal.
1: Well, I think it allows you to start organizing ahead. And that was kind of my next point, right? Because you have the first window that starts in December. And then just a few months later, you have the spring window as well. So I think you're right. I mean, I think a lot of teams are not every program in the country, maybe only 1% to 2% have the resources throughout 12 months of the calendar year to be able to focus on what you would call high school and collegiate recruiting. Everybody else has to come up with an efficient strategic strategy of, hey, how are we going to handle this? And I don't know if we've talked about it, but because of the transfer portal window in December, now you have a lot of teams saying, all right, let's go in the fall. We'll have the majority of our targets in the boat. And if there's one or two guys we got to wait out, it is what it is. But now we can assess our roster. We know what we have coming in. There's probably a high emphasis on getting these guys enrolled early. And now all you have to do is really just focus on the transfer portal and see where your immediate
2: needs are. Yeah. And I'm also going to point out uh, I'm doing math in my head. I think we got. On the twenty-four-seven sports, you can always uh, click on. I'm going to plug the website here. Scheduled commits, upcoming commits. I think there's about forty-five in the next in the next week or so. So this is going to continue into July, is my point, right?
1: Here's my question to you, Drew. Why do you think this time has become so popular? Like people ask me that, I don't really have a question. I I don't really have an answer. Like late it's, June, early it, July.
2: It's a product of the June visits, right? But my my counter to that, and I'm sure it sounds like I'm complaining in some way, but no one can sign anything, right? We know that the coaching carousel is going to spin. And I think it would be, well, I want to ask you this, like, don't some of these kids you want to get senior evaluations on, like that's still kind of a big factor we always talk about the junior year but there's some guys out there that hey maybe they were in a situation at a bigger school where they didn't get a ton of burn early on in their prep career you know I just I I I think it's just a product of the calendar in terms of everyone's taking visits I mean you you go to these elite events OT7 you know the opening's not even a thing anymore but you go to these college camps i mean none of the 24s are working out right it's all the 25s 26s 27s so i, I just think you know it, we live in a in a world where these recruits see what the other ones are doing and then they're like hey i'm i'm going to do that as well um so i i think that is that is your answer and we've seen it more and more Huffman brought up Caleb Williams was the first to kind of commit on July fourth, I think that was what three years ago. Then you had you had another big uh, July fourth commitment, dropping my my name on that or, or who that was. But last year was Francis Mawagoa. I just think it's become become the time, and I think a lot of these college staffs, when they get to July August, you just want to be fully locked into fall camp.
1: I also think for some smart programs out there, if you leave yourself enough flexibility. There is going to be a handful of players that pop their senior season that you can take advantage of while everybody else is saying, hold on, the bo- the boat's full. We don't have any room. Well, there's a couple other players out there that they're going to make that jump from their junior to senior season where somebody is going to be able to take advantage. That's that's like if, if I'm a second tier Power 5 program, I'm leaving... 3 to 4 to 5 spots available and making sure hey we're digging in on a couple of these evaluations on some guys that we like we've done our homework on and we feel like they have a chance to really develop here over the next year. You've heard the term, I'm sure you've
2: you've heard it, catch and release. <laughs> you know I've heard it. <laughs> well, I do think some of these big programs operate in that catch and release the smart ones. And what, what does that essentially mean? Yeah, we'll take your commitment, but man, you got to meet certain expectations. And I'm using some air quotes there and then, or, or we're going to look to upgrade. So I, I think like you said, you know, there's a certain percentage of programs out there that can not only scout what's in the portal and the high school ranks, self-scout the roster, but they're in prime position to make moves. I mean, you need a, a big operation that is, you know, fine-tuned, uh, and in line but that allows you as you get into all right october november who's having a bad season who could lose their job all right let's take a look at that commit list and let's make a move there so i i do think there are <laughs> and you can kind of guess which people operate in that in that catch and release uh mentality
1: you're listening to the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast if you're listening to the show make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you find your podcasts. Spotify, Apple as well. We're trying to get a mailbag started. In order to do that, we need good questions. So if you want to submit a question, if you listen to the show, if there's something that's maybe grabbed your interest over the last couple weeks, last couple episodes, whatever it is, make sure to submit a question where you leave a review, and then we'll try to build that up over the next couple weeks. I think that's probably the format for our Wednesday show going forward. That's what we'd like to do at least. But Drew, let's, let's jump in to some commitments we talked about it being a busy time and let's start with texas number two running yeah i
2: I think the direction we should go is right we just said there's 114 power five commitments i sent you a rundown but which one jumps out to you why don't we go that direction and then we can kind of bounce around
1: mississippi state jimothy lewis okay offensive tackle i mean it's it's one of those we've been so busy that you know i don't really see it until i have the rundown and it's like that pops, right? And Jimmy T. Lewis is not. He's he's a number six offensive tackle in the country. He's originally from Mississippi. He's at IMG Academy. Arnett and the boys are up to number think, 17 in the rankings.
2: Yeah, I was going to say they're top 20, right? They're doing a lot. Listen, like I've gotten some
1: calls over the last week or so from some local radio networks in Mississippi. People are excited about what Mississippi State's doing. J.J. Harrell, Braylon Burnside, and then you talk about Timothy Lewis. I mean, Drew, he is not a perfect prospect by any means in terms of I think there's a lot of development that has yet to take place with him. Mississippi State at this position, like they've made a living off of these guys in the past. He is prototypical of what you're looking for. If they, if they can pull guys like this, especially when these guys are going to have more national attention leaving the state and going to a place like IMG Academy, I mean, every program in the country goes through IMG Academy, right? <laughs> so for Mississippi State to get this win, I mean, that's that's a huge one for Zach Arnett.
2: I have two quick thoughts. Uh, this goes with my my rule of thumb with the IMG kids. Normally, if they're not from the state of Florida and they end up at IMG Academy, they return to their home state or a school in that region. So Jimmy Thee Lewis going back to Mississippi, right? That that proves that's usually true. I mean, yes, there are some outliers, some different guys, um, but that's normally the case. Like, sure, Ellis Robinson from New York, New England, he goes down to IMG. Now he's going to Georgia, but a little bit different uh also jimothy lewis i I remember being at that img spring scrimmage and, and and we talked about it there was like 50 schools there and the one school i was like why are they there was mississippi state like their offensive line coach and well two months later they got jimothy lewis in the boat uh you know we don't have to spend too much time on him but he is a jewel of their of their class that is a a big win jimothy has not I don't think he was a full-time starter last year for the Ascenders, but um, they were kind of loaded up front on that offensive line. Had a bunch of guys signed to go play FBS and and, and power five, but he did get this start in the preseason when they faced Venice and Damon Wilson is who he he was matched up with a bunch. I thought he did an okay job against Damon Wilson. I mean, um, a, a, a top two, four, seven edge rusher. That's a year older than you. And, When you look at the profile i mean he has the measurements 6'6, 273 11 inch hands 35 inch arms so yes super nice pickup and and 432 in the short shuttle he was pretty impressive at the pro day he's got a ton of fans behind the scenes at at 24 7 sports don't think it's all come together um, but he's a a a monster win like you noted
1: Drew. real quick i mean you know what's what i find interesting about what you said is about him really not even being a full time starter last year, you know who that kind of reminds me of? Drew Shelton, yeah, same way, right? He, he, yeah. he went to IMG was a guy that was kind of a rotational body, I believe, transferred back. Yep, he went to his back home, home, home state in Pennsylvania.
2: Ended up at Penn State. Rule of thumb,
1: and they're very high on him up there at state college. So we'll see what happens with Jimmy T. Lewis. The traits there with Drew Shelton. Not too dissimilar with with Jimmy T. Lewis. And I, I, regardless of what happens at IMG, that exposure for them is, is such a positive from the structure that they have there, from nutrition to strength conditioning to how they practice and to who they're getting the coaching from. That's important.
2: That was so you were at Future 50. Was that your second time at IMG or third? That
1: was, I believe that was my second.
2: My favorite thing is like when someone that hasn't been to IMG Academy shows up for the first time for an event and they're like, what is this place? And I'm, I'm, I'm immune to it at this point. Like, I've seen it, you know, I've, I've done it all. And it's like, yeah, man, this is like a college campus and the weight room's insane. I mean, they had the WNBA bubble there, um, <laughs> like Olympic track and field teams practice there. It's just a wild facility. Um yeah, you don't go a-
1: there to play school.
2: <laughs> I don't know that, if they go that, to school.
1: <laughs> that that place is to develop collegiate and potentially Sunday athletes. Everything there that's what it's for. I mean it, it is. I, I was on the phone with my brother as we were going through the gate. He used to work in in college football, West Point in the recruiting office. So where are you right now? I said I'm, I'm going through the gate of IMG Academy. I'm going to this combine. I said I I said I don't even have the words to describe it. I'm going to a high school facility. Yeah, and we're and we're talking to our guy there, and he's telling us, "Hey, you're indoors going up here. We're putting two more uh, new practice fields over there in the back." Poor lacrosse team. <laughs> Drew, it was is what. Was there a commitment that stuck out to you? Did I steal your thunder and Jimothy Lewis?
2: No, no, I think I think that's a good one. I I mean, I just wanted to kind of tee you up. I mean, we, we can continue on. I, I, I do think that was notable and and Gabe Brooks, you know, our analyst, he said the same thing when I we were on a call yesterday and I was like, yo, yeah, Jimothy Lewis in Mississippi State. And he's like, Whoa, I missed that one. And it, I mean, it was just lost in the shuffle of 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 the weekend. So I'm glad you highlighted that one. I want to
1: say one thing about that. They just seem so e- like. So many times I go back and I have that thought of what you just said. Like the next week I turn the page and it's like, okay, going back through the week, wait, Mississippi state got Braylon Burnside. Wait, they got JJ Harrell. Wait, they got Timothy Lewis. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, okay, Mississippi state's in the mix. They got a top 20 class. That's closer to 15 than it is to 20. You're like, that Mississippi State Ole Miss rivalry right now because Ole Miss is recruiting high school harder than I think they've had over the recent years. Two teams I, I think keep an eye on out over the fall too. I agree. The Egg Bowl. <laughs> okay, where you want to go here? I I like the open format. So what what catches let's, your eye? Let's next?
2: talk about Jarrett Gibson to uh, to Texas on Saturday. I was alerted on that one. Um big deal. Did you see the uh I don't know if you got texted this but Cedric Baxter Jr singing karaoke a little Ma- Mariah Carey for the official visitors.
1: Nobody texted it, but it showed up on my for you stream on Twitter which I think that algorithm has me down. Um
2: yes, I did see it. What it was Mariah Carey? I think so. Have to go I, back I guess
1: in fact check that. I think that's right though.
2: I guess he does it every visitor weekend now. I might, I might need a Cedric Baxter jersey. I'm, I'm all in, and happy birthday to him. Turned eighteen today. <laughs> but uh, no, Jarrett Gibson. I mean, they're loading up in that backfield. Our number two ranked running back right now for twenty four seven Sports. A kid at IMG Academy, um, originally from Florida. So I guess he bucks my rule of thumb with, with IMG, but. Tashard Choice, the running backs coach there. I mean, he has sunk his teeth into Jarrett Gibson from the jump. He was at that IMG Academy spring game. Uh, so was a bunch of other schools to see Jarrett Gibson. You know, uh, Tennessee was in there. I always thought they were doing a good job. Uh, Miami was in there. Florida at one point held his commitment. Um, but Texas, you know, wins out in the end. I think Jarrett Gibson, it's a bit of a di- difficult evaluation. And that's because you know, his junior year for the Ascenders. I mean, there were games where he'd only get like four or five carries. And the next thing you know, they're up two, three touchdowns. So he's got explosive testing numbers. Um, Someone that I'm very familiar with. I I can't tell you how many events I've seen him at. I remember him being at the FBU freshman All-American game back in 2020. And he was playing a little linebacker so. I think a a nice pickup, and I know you like the other running back that they have committed there as well, UT does, but, man, I mean, just stacking chips at at a position, and it seems like Texas is A-OK with investing whatever they want up front in the backfield. I
1: think Tashar Choice is methodically working his way up as one of the best position recruiters in the country. I mean, you look at their room and what they've done. The other two that just departed – Believe he inherited right and, and Bijan, uh, Bijan Robinson and and Rashawn Johnson. But when he was at Georgia Tech, he got Jameer Gibbs, correct? Right? So you got to give him a ton of credit there. Um, little nugget by the way, I think there are a lot of NFL teams that would have, t- you know, Detroit was taking a lot of flack for taking them, taking Jameer Gibbs where they did. Talking to some people, I think they're, I, I don't think he, he would have slid down the board much more. There's a lot of love for Jameer Gibbs in the NFL circles. Anyway, so you have Bijan Robinson, you have Rashawn Johnson, and then you look at the room Jaden Blue, Jonathan Brooks, Keelan Robinson, CJ Baxter, who I think is day one ready to play. And then now you add Jared Gibson, who I think is more of a north south power back.
2: I think he can catch the ball out of the backfield. I don't think that's you can't see that on film. You have to see him in the camp setting do that. But agree with you agree with what you're saying. I think he could be a third down back in certain situations. And Christian Clark, who
1: I think is a really good complement to that skill set that we just described from from Jared Gibson. So I think you got to have a little bit of everything in the running back room, and I I, I really like the way Tashard Choice is putting it together.
2: We always talk about like, all right, your wide receiver room, building a basketball roster, different skill sets. I think that's becoming even more and more important with running backs and the by committee approach. Like, you you need guys that, all right, this is your short yardage dude. This is the guy you can you can run some counters with. He can get to the corner. All right, this is someone that can pass block but slip out in the backfield. Like. You need some variety. And I think what that allows you to do is when you get into games and and you also have to realize injuries are going to happen. People are going to get dinged up as the season progresses. You know, you're not always going to have a, a full menu available to you. But when you do, then you can ride the hot hand. I think that is the the where the game is at right now. You know, feed some guys some touches, see who's feeling it out, and then and then ride that individual.
1: Texas, number 55 in the country. They they haven't made their move yet. Seven commitments. Um, be had, interesting where they, the, like where they tw- end up. 21
2: official visitors. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of people to entertain. Terry Bussey, Colin Simmons, Kobe Black. That's three in-state five stars.
1: Hey, word on the street is, a little birdie told me that uh, Texas sees Terry Bussey on offense. <laughs> Are that's you fine. processing right now?
2: I'm not I- – you can have mixed opinions. I would play him on defense, but hey, I, I, I'm i not a coach.
1: Yeah, point being, you you take him and you figure it out, right? That one's uh, not too complicated. All right, Drew, Ohio State, just kind of keep doing what they're doing. Damarian Whitten, who I like a lot, number 13 tight end in the country. He jumps in the boat. And then Bryce West, number 15 corner. Buckeyes, still doing their thing. Number two class in the country. What do you think of those two pickups?
2: I like Witten as well um it's been hard to get I think verified third-party measurements on him exactly what he is he's listed at six four two fifteen I don't I think you might he might be a little bit smaller than that
1: yeah, I think it's more six two and change yeah high side honestly you know
2: regardless he's a guy that plays above the shoulder pads basketball background I think he's really good in in 50 50 situations i don't know how much inline stuff you're going to be able to do with him but i don't know how much inline stuff ohio state really wants to do with some of its tight ends i mean there's a jelani thurman last cycle another basketball guy kind of a a move type that you put in the slot so uh i I think ohio state you know would have liked to maybe get some of these one of these more high profile guys but i think witten is is more than okay obviously he's in our top two four seven and in-state in-state product pair him with what they have committed at wide receiver and it's it's the same the same chapter of of the sa- you know same book different chapter same same message
1: i like bryce west I, I like i i like what ohio state has done in the in the secondary their darling last year for me was malik hartford you know who showed up in San Antonio and was really impressive and was an, an in-state guy. And then you look at Bryce West, same thing, Glenville, Cleveland, Ohio, right? When we talked to Mark Pantone, I, he didn't shy away from the fact that Ohio State was going to be more geographically based in the NIL era, closer to home, because that's where their brand is rooted the strongest. And that's arguably the strongest brand in all of college football. And they'll still be selective, right? Brian Hartline, maybe he flies a little bit closer to the sun. He can he can get down to Florida for a guy like Jeremiah Smith because of his reputation and the development of the receivers that he's had in the room long before. So Ohio State, they continue to just do what they do. Drew, any final thoughts on them?
2: Seven guys from the state of Ohio committed out of the 16. There you go. I would think that number is a little high. We need I
1: I think uh off the top of my head when you view it in years past, I would I would say yes.
2: Yeah, they only took 7 last year or 7 year before that, 6. So, I mean, we'll it, see how they finish.
1: Then so this year, you said 7 from the state of Ohio, 2 from Florida, 2 from Indiana, 2 from Texas one from Georgia, another one from Jersey and another one from Tennessee. I they're they're good enough. I mean, that's not even the best way to describe them. They can do that. They can spot recruit, right? But it's good to see him nucleus back at home.
2: On Bryce West saw him for the first time in person at OT7. I think he was there on on Sunday, which is when I was there. I don't know if he played on Thursday or Friday was playing for the South Florida Express, a kid from Ohio. Loved to see it. Makes it really easy to figure out who's who. Um, I I think he, inside guy, very, in terms of like a slot corner, not saying he can't play on the perimeter, not saying he can't play in the boundary, but I think he has the makeup for that, um, impressed with just how physically developed he was in the upper half. Very handsy, was jamming people. Uh, and then you look at the track numbers and man, he I think he's gone ten six in the hundred meter dash. I mean, if you're gonna be five eleven or shorter, you gotta be able to run and you gotta be physical. And I, I think Bryce West is both those things.
1: We're gonna take a quick break. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.
1: All right. How about Florida? The Gators. Sunbelt Billy, as they like to call him. Three-star Billy. He's trying to get rid of those nicknames, man. I think he's doing a really good job at that. Jeray Hawkins, number 28 receiver in the country. He commits on Monday by way of West Virginia, right? Now at IMG Academy. Drew, you had the question on him. I think you asked him point blank, which I respect (laughs) about you. Are you Florida fast? Right? Something along the lines yeah. of that. that Which is pretty funny. I mean, he ran 10, 4 5 Dude can run. He's a little bit slight, I think hovering around like 160-ish pounds, right? At five foot nine, but he can roll. I mean, if you're Florida, man, like they, they keep kind of loading up on this speed skill set. They're that receiver room is going to be interesting to watch over the next couple years.
2: Yeah, I like the I like the pickup because I don't think he's a guy that is going to be a high volume targeted individual, but I think you get him in space and you just let him, you let him cook. Right. Um, and, and, you know, a little bit different than Eugene Wilson, who they took last cycle, obviously different than Andy Jean, but you know, they need, they need these vertical threats. And if Jair Hawkins can, can run the deep post, like, I think that unlocks a ton of things for the offense. And yes, Cooper, when he was at the IMG Academy Pro Day, so he had just transferred in and you had seen the track times up in West Virginia. And I was like, Oh, like, are you, I can't remember the exact conversation, but I said something along the lines of, are you, are you Florida fast? And he's like, yeah, well then he's proceeded to, I think he won the Florida indoor championship in the uh, was it the 60 meter dash 10-4-5, 21-4-8. Last year at Ohio State, they had him at 4 2 5 in the 40-yard dash um, hand time. And I think he's going to run track at Florida. And back when the Gators had it like cranking, like Jeff Dimps was also running track for them. So uh nice pickup for Florida. He was also considering Penn State. Um, Miami was involved in there. Interested to see what he does as a as a senior at, at IMG. I think they're going to want to run the football given what they have in the backfield. But it, it looked in the sp- like in the spring game they were trying to get him involved. He, he wasn't able to spring one free, but he is lightning in a bottle.
1: I think special teams value too, right? I mean, definitely a guy that you can involve in in the return game, punt return, kick return. He is. You mentioned it. It's not a high volume target. But I think he's one of those guys that you you try to scheme up, right? Put him in the right position and make explosive plays. See if he can shake loose vertically. So
2: Yeah, you roll DJ Lagway out, have him come across, you know, <laughs> right. run a little pick play and then boom, 40 yards down the field. Right.
1: Keep it simple, stupid, right? You got a guy that can throw it 65 yards and you got a guy that can run and and track it down. All right, Drew, let's go to uh USC. And I don't. I, I don't think it's foreign to anybody who listens to this show the boys typically struggle with pronunciations
2: (laughs) oh i had huffman man he was just rolling through all the policies about to say
1: man did you see did you see what i did on the rundown there i did (laughs) a couple quick edits right so we're 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 advancing here we're always trying to learn and and get better but usc they pick up a commitment from the number 19 receiver top 247 receiver in that and ryan pelham usc now up to number seven In the 24-7 Sports Composite Team Rankings, Drew, Brian Pelham joined Xavier Jordan. Wideout is never going to be a problem for these dudes. I mean, they are just absolutely stacked. And I'm not even talking about this class, but I mean, you think about what they did last year. You got Branch, you got Makai Lemon, you got Jacoby Lane. I think I'm missing one too. Maybe, maybe not. I'll go back and double check, but.
2: I'm checking for you. Keep keep talking. When
1: when we talked about Lincoln Riley last year, and we're gonna talk a little bit about USC some more. I said that I think USC can put together the best skill group in the country offensively, year in and year out. I don't and I didn't really think that was going to be a problem at all. And I think over two years, I think Lincoln Riley has Quickly prove that along with Ohio State. That I mean, Deuce Robinson, right? We can throw him in the mix.
2: Yeah, that's I think that's the guy, All right?
1: Walker Lyons, right? Really, really good player. I mean, they're going to be really good at that position for a, a long time coming. I, I and we'll we'll get back to Ryan Pelham here, but USC defensively they get Marquise Gallegos.
2: Damn, look at you nailing that.
1: How about that? Number 27 safety in the country, four-star. He popped on the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel on Tuesday. And that was before Makai Sena, number 22 interior offensive lineman in the country out of
2: Texas. Yeah, that was the point I was going to bring up on Makai.
1: But here's the thing. I mean, you look at what they've done offensively on the offensive line. To me, long-term, with their transition to the Big Ten coming next year, they are recruiting that position the way that I had hoped they recruited that position. You got guys like Hayden Shredder, Montese Atiti. Atiti.
2: I think that's right.
3: <laughs>
1: and now you got <laughs> Makai Santa. I don't need. I don't need Lance. Get out of here. I don't you need know. You know here. what I was
3: going to say. I wasn't even going to say Tete. You know who you're thinking of at the receiver position for them? Who's that? I think I know who you're thinking of. It's transfer though. But they also added Dorian Singer. I was not thinking of him, but that's a good that's a good. He twelve
1: hundred yard receiver last year. They just added to. Where'd he transfer from? Arizona. I'm sorry, I yelled at you. I thought you were coming to <laughs> reprimand okay. me about the pronunciation, and
3: I studied. I mean, that I could do that too.
1: I think I got it right.
3: It was close. I say a a But that's cool. How do you how do I'm you know afraid. that? Yeah, we're not. I I to heard straight from to. straight from the source, Brendan Huffman. I've
1: I i do not know. I'm going to throw up a tag flag on that because I did some research on this. We'll go back. We'll take a look. We're going to have to get Manasseh on here at some point. That's what it's coming down to. Anyway, Lance, Lance is out. All right, <laughs> Drew, USC. I mean, talked about the receivers a little bit, but Gallegos or Sena, any of those two kind of register anything for you?
2: I I mean, I, don't, I haven't really dove in. I buzzed them a little bit this morning. I, I, I think you touched on the offense. I think what they're doing on on defense, that's what that's what the big message is, right? They have to get it right on that side of the ball. I think they are doing an admirable job of collecting talent here on that side. And we know they're going to be in the transfer portal. I mean, it's, it's pretty clear that that's what they're going to do but I I just like the collection of talent it seems like they were done free agent shopping they you know turned the page to high school recruiting and you like look up and it's like whoa they're number seven and and I think there's still some guys that could jump in here over the next few days um let me find that name of who's set to announce
1: and they got uh Jason Zandamela as well did not touch on him very good player. The The only thing I'd push back on from USC, I wouldn't even push back on this. Outside of Hayden Shredder, the other three are all interior offensive linemen in my mind. Yeah, and we know it's hard to find offensive tackles in the portal. Right. But those are all three guys that I, I think you would take and you wouldn't look back on. I want to give Dante Williams, defensive back coach, uh, a quick shout-out. Marcellus Williams, Dakota Fields, Gallegos, and Jarvis Boatwright. He's doing some good things there already. You know, so they got some. They got some talent, man. Damani Jackson, C.R. Wright, Kalen Bullock, right. A lot of expectations for him this year.
2: Battling for Zabian Brown, one of my favorite corners in the twenty-four cycle. I think he's going to make a decision here soon. Also visited Alabama, Ohio State, Oregon.
1: They're in good shape. Um, Drew, you ready to get to Clemson or anything else on USC?
2: Now let's do it. Clemson,
1: they pick up Ricardo Jones, number 12 safety in the country. He only played five games last season, fought a little bit of the injury bug, a little bit double digit scorer on the hardwood as well, which we love. Listed at 6'3, 200 pounds. Drew, I gotta be honest. I mean, the, the more I study this guy from Northside High School in Georgia. I mean, there is a lot to like. It's hard to find guys that that really kind of move the way that he does. He is smooth. He's long. He's fluid. He transitions in and out of breaks really well. He had seven INTs as a sophomore. He's heady. He's got a knack for the football. Like I don't I don't even think he's going to be one of those guys that's gonna grow to like two ten, two fifteen, I know, and 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 then move down close to the line of scrimmage. Like I think he's a good enough athlete to play at that size, but play
2: deep safety. Right. And it's funny you bring that up because a good friend of ours who is his seven on seven coach, we got into a bit of an argument about that. Hey, could Ricardo move up into the box and he's like no I would I'd would play him on the back end and then you dive into the tape and you're it's exactly what you just said I mean he is fluid enough I, I think what stands out to me about Ricardo right so a dozen interceptions over the past 2 years and then you see him on the 7 on 7 circuit and I know it's it's shirts and shorts and all that stuff he always just seems to be in the right place at the right time and like I, that is a key uh, trait uh, or whatever you want to call it like that's a good sign if you're a safety. He's just Johnny on the spot. He's where he needs to be. Um, and I think continuing the trend of like Clemson making a statement. I mean, this is a kid that had a ton of options, visited that that big visitor weekend they had at the start of June. They didn't take any more visits, commits to Clemson. I, I think, you know, Clemson is is getting back to what they used to did, used to do, excuse me. And I think Ricardo Jones fits Fits that defense. I would not be surprised if, if you know, he can avoid setbacks. He gets on the field early, and I like that class. They also got Darian Mayo recently, um, the six-seven pass rusher out of the DMV. I mean, he's a kid that visited USC, so a lot to like with Ricardo Jones. And I haven't confirmed this yet, but I think his it's either his brother or his half brother, uh, undrafted free agent out of like a D two school in training camp with the. The Falcons, uh, and like you said, he was like all-region player uh, on the hardwood. He can score as well.
1: Ricardo Jones is one of those pickups that's it's in a busy time of the year, right? Late June, early July. We've talked about that for commitments. He's a top 150 player. You look at Clemson, and it's easy to get pulled away by Sammy Brown and Bryant Wesco and so on and so forth. Ricardo Jones, I could see being a pillar for them on the back end of their defense and being a legit Sunday player he reminds me of Taylor Rapp now we had Taylor Rapp at Washington and you said it earlier when describing Jones he just happens to be in the right place at the right time and that's that's not like a coincidence right these guys play with intuition and feel and that when you have that at the safety position that overcompensates for a lot of deficiencies but it's a multiplier when you are long, when you can run, when you are athletic. And that's what Ricardo Jones is. So a little bit of a height discrepancy there between the two, but in terms of the way that they see and feel the game, I think that's an appropriate comp. I Clemson, man.
2: Uh, I got to hit timeout, right? You had Taylor Rapp at Washington. We did. You recruited I didn't, him? Didn't, did not recruit him. He was there when I got there. One of my favorite follows on social media,
1: which is on on what Instagram?
2: Yeah, he's like a big fitness guy. He I burned. Know you're a big fitness guy. He burned twelve thousand calories in one day, I think last year after they won the Super Bowl. He like ran twelve miles, swam, hiked, and biked. It was an interesting follow. He's like he's also big on the uh, big on the Green Egg Traeger game. I like that. Eats very clean.
1: You talk about like a humble, modest human being. that just does everything the right way. That's him. Uh, is he in Buffalo now?
2: Yeah. Second round pick in 2019 was with the Rams. Won a Super Bowl. It was a big reason why, because like their secondary, their defense, it was a, they hit on a lot of draft picks. And then he got, he got signed by Buffalo.
1: I think he's on a one-year deal in Buffalo. Um. All right, Drew, good show. You know what's crazy? This show felt like it feels like it's been an hour. It's only been 42 minutes. This is what we should do more often.
2: (laughs) Um big some big announcements coming up this weekend. Should we should we Yeah, what we yeah, what we got? Our guy, Jaquan McCroy, he's announcing on Saturday. I've heard that's on the 247 Sports YouTube channel. We're talking about top two four seven tackle out of He's in Alabama, right? Correct. Clay Chalkville.
1: Are you surprised, Andrew? The teams that are in this, I talked to Steve Wolfong, our director of recruiting, about this yesterday. Are you surprised like Oregon's in this heavy? Arkansas I believes in this heavy. I'm kind of surprised by the lack of like potential suitors in the South in a year that's really down in offensive linemen.
2: That's fair. I, I am a little surprised. I still I still really like him. Oh, you don't have to sell me on them. I'm a huge fan.
1: You know, it's just one of those things where like, hey, am I, hmm, am I missing something here? Anyway, continue.
2: Uh, So we got that. Uh, Elijah rushing July 6th. Five star defensive lineman out of Arizona. Yeah, what are you on-
1: feeling on that? I saw him on his. I sent you the tweet
2: from the Tennessee visit. <laughs> can you can you please break down what that tweet was?
1: The tweet was Eliza Rushing coming out almost like he was a boxer for I it, a I championship was, bout.
2: I thought it was more like an NBA intro.
1: A little bit of both, but you get the idea, right? And he's coming out. He's got his intro music. He's got the jersey on. He's with the squat, he's slapping hands. There's music going
2: on. Who was on the mic? Who, who was on the mic?
1: that looks at that had to be third party I mean if they got that guy in house Tennessee's on a different level guy was electric
2: maybe maybe he comes from like the arena side
1: just pay an analyst to <laughs> just be the MC for OVs
2: it was like the M- the the MC at uh the elite 11 that guy was a pro
1: yeah I saw that I sent you that tweet and I said college football is dead. It was one of those like instances where I was like it's nothing against Tennessee everybody does this. I am so glad I don't work in college football anymore. <laughs> I see that and I'm like if I was in that locker room I'd probably I'd, I'd probably be like oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? And that's what everybody does. That's what you got to do, you know? Anyway, where do you where do you I'm like I'm not even trying to put you on the
2: spot. Like I mean, I have zero intel. No, I know. It's not intel. even an
1: intel thing. I mean, do you think like fit wise is there a spot that you're like, hmm, that would be that'd be a you know, good spot for him? Oregon? I think I think Oregon for him.
2: Well, let's point out he took officials to Arizona, Notre Dame, Oregon, Tennessee, and UCLA. I
1: think he said to Notre Dame after the Notre Dame didn't he say something like they, they did the best they could or something like that?
2: You're the one that told me that. That yeah, was crazy
1: quote. I don't know. I gotta go, I gotta go back and, and fact check that. I think we should get into the speculation game, not from an intel standpoint, but just where we think these guys are going. I think I think Elijah Rushing's going to Oregon. I don't know. Uh, here's how I'm gonna lead it. I don't know anything, but I think Elijah Rushing's going to Oregon. I don't know anything. But and who I would think be Colin McCroy is going to Oregon.
2: Who would be the biggest comp on Elijah Rushing? Like Tennessee number one. two. Oh, biggest competition. Yeah, not player yeah. comp, sorry. Um,
1: yeah, I think so. Last visit. That's always a stealthy one, right? Like you just don't you just don't know. Like momentum wise. Like if I was whoever whoever the leader in the clubhouse is or was.
2: I'd be holding my breath a
3: little bit about Tennessee. All
2: right, there's another big announcement I want to highlight. Wait.
3: I, I, don't, I don't know where Elijah Rushing is going, but I do know that he's announcing next Thursday on the College Football Recruiting Show. I, well, C- Cooper, cut
2: me off. Trying to be a company man, tee that up. Let's keep you in here because there's a big
3: one Uh-oh. on Thursday. K.J. Duff? K.J. Duff. K.J. Duff. <laughs> I'm liking it, man. I'm liking I'm liking where the Carlinites are sitting.
2: So KJ Duff, for those un- unaware, tight end, wide receiver type out of New York, has been an absolute beast on the camp and seven-on-seven circuit. Right now, holds the highest, I think, three-star grade of a tight end for us. Heavily debated behind the scenes. I'm a huge fan. I don't know where Cooper stands on it, but he's going to pick between North Carolina and Rutgers
1: kj if you're out there i want i want you to know our producer lance glenn he's actually living in a tent right now so you have more nil money so i was
3: worried i was worried full disclosure there were like rumors that he was going to miami this weekend or this past weekend i don't know if those if that came to be but obviously he did not visit miami Miami's, Miami, miami's
2: a little full at tight end
3: yeah, there were those there were those rumors though, which kind of scared a lot of a lot of Rutgers fans like myself, but I did as you confirmed Ivins, uh hear that he did not make the trip to to Coral Gables. So I'm liking I'm liking where we're sitting. Rutgers usually recu- uh, recruits the the state of New York pretty well and they just lost a uh four star wide receiver to Penn State, Josiah Brown. So I they need to uh Greg Shannon needs to avenge himself in uh in the Big Apple and i feel like what what, what would that mean to you if they get this one done i think it's a big i think it's a big win i think it's a big a big grab i mean Rutgers hasn't had a serviceable he'd be the highest ranked commit in a long time you know i'd have to think back to like tyler croft was their last really good tight end who i think is still in the nfl but like kj duff could be that guy and if ivan's is high on him because Andrew, every time Rutgers gets commit, I always and they've gotten a lot of commits from Florida, so it, so it works out. And they got a kid from Georgia recently. But I'm always texting you, Ivan. I'm like, what do you think of this kid? And uh, sometimes you say they're good, sometimes or sometimes you're you're like, oh, he's legit, and sometimes you're like, oh, he's good. You know, has a couple things to work on. Um, what did I what did I say about Sam Robinson? Uh, you said he's legit. No, I, I gave you another nugget as well. I have to, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I said I, uh, I said, I said he got thrown out of a seven on seven tournament for throwing a punch. And honestly, I like that kind of fire. We need more of that kind of fire in Piscataway, New Jersey, man. I but, uh, you
1: at like an alumni meeting and everybody goes up to like, you know, speak. And then you're just kind of given that you're given the down low. <laughs> hey, listen, I know a guy. This is what we're hearing out of Florida. This is what we're hearing out of Georgia. <laughs> I can't imagine there's a ton of sources for
3: Rutgers alum down down in the sunshine sunshine state, huh? Rutgers has a pretty big follow. Rutgers has a pretty big alumni base in uh, throughout the country, and I know a lot of kids that that come up from Florida that go to Rutgers, not necessarily for football or whatever, but. Well, let me that I, uh, that I want to
1: give you a shout out real quick because the conference that I went to this week, Ooh. the keynote speaker from Rutgers and let me say this an absolute dog what's his name probably one of the best speeches i've heard his name is greg brown
3: oh yeah yeah uh, he's on the he's on the uh, board of uh board of trustees i I mean that guy's legit yeah he uh i think he i think he's t-mobile like that's how he made his money t-mobile that's right yeah um but yeah, I'm I'm feeling good about KJ Duff. I really am. And if Ivan is a fan, then I'm a fan. Fire in that crystal ball, Lance. I might have to click, it's in. <laughs> so he'd be their best tight end since Tyler Croft. We're not we're not going DC Jefferson. DC's well, you gotta remember DC Jefferson was committed as a quarterback and then eventually moved over to tight end. DC Jefferson, if I'm correct, was the same class as Tom Savage throwback to a real name right there um i thought i was
2: gonna get credit for dc jefferson dc
3: dc jefferson what it was great but uh yeah i mean in terms of longevity and nfl career tyler croft is probably the last last really good one but we'll see
1: lance thank you as always enjoyed that enjoyed that ruckers talk um hard drew kj duff you brought that up and then we had a long conversation about Rutgers.
2: that's all i got let's get out of here
1: let's get out of here guys appreciate you listening to the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast as i said earlier make sure to subscribe also make sure to leave a rating and a review on there if you have a question that is the place to do it for producer lance glenn 24 7 sports director of scouting andrew ivans i'm Cooper back we'll see you tomorrow